Hour three on a Tuesday, first day of November. Toby and TJ back with you, brought to you by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. It's the T-Row in the morning show. A1 and Turkey Bacon here. High of 77 today. Saturday, TJ, um, high of 63. Our rain chances have gone down a bit. Still 35%. It looks like we're in for some storms on Friday. Yeah, Friday is supposed to be kind of nasty, so. Could be a soggy track at Owen Field mm-hmm. on Saturday, but maybe it will have cleared out before game time. A high of 63 sounds good. That sounds nice. Backside of a storm, so, you know, you get that fresh smell in the air, Tej. Yep, yep. Be nice. They were saying last night, possible, like, tornadoes Friday yep. night and maybe Saturday morning early, so we'll see going to have to be weather aware out there, TJ. Mm-hmm. I get the uh, men's basketball banquet tonight, TJ. Preseason men's basketball banquet tonight. Do they normally do a preseason Yep, banquet? every year. Mm-hmm. Huh. Every year. I don't know why that doesn't sound good. <clears> they used to have like but... an auction, and uh, maybe they do tonight. I, don't, I need to find out what I'm doing, but um auction and a fundraiser and everybody gets to meet the team and hear them all talk about the year and meet the new guys and everything so yeah that's tonight at the Lloyd Excellent. Noble Center Excellent I need to meet the team bunch of new guys right doesn't say that bunch are. of new guys that you don't know who who any of them hopefully are they're yeah. We- yeah hopefully they're wearing name tags tonight we are 6 days away now from the season getting going um Sam Houston State will be in town. They got like four, I don't want to call them rumdums, because you never know, TJ, when you see this schedule come out and you go, ah, UNC Wilmington's coming to town. Who cares? And then you look up at the end of the year and, you know, they're a Cinderella. So it's hard to know who's good and who's not. There's been some really good North Texas squads in years gone by, things like that. But they've got four lesser-named teams, opponents, to start the season this first two weeks. Uh, so hopefully that allows them to kind of get off on a good fit, foot, uh, uh, gel together, figure out what their lineups are going to be, the rotations, things like that, before they go down to Orlando. They got Sam Houston State next Monday, Arkansas Pine Bluff next Friday, which um, – I'm going to have to miss that game because that's the West Virginia weekend. 
Um, so Taylor Maple's going to call that game for us next Friday, Arkansas Pine Bluff. Then UNC Wilmington, and they've had some nice teams in recent years. We'll see how good they are. That's a November 15th. And South Alabama, another school that has had some good teams in recent years, on November 18th. So those are the first four games. And then they head to Orlando, and then really the schedule takes off after that. Nebraska is their first opponent in Orlando. Memphis and Seton Hall are there. They'll One of those two will be their second game. Florida State is there. Um, I can't remember who's on the other side of the bracket, but it's a pretty decent tournament there. That's Thanksgiving. In fact, the OU Nebraska game is on Thanksgiving afternoon. It is a 4 o'clock tip-off. Then they go to Philly for that Big East, Big 12 battle game against Villanova. Then they got Arkansas in the BOK Center. They got Florida in Charlotte for that Jumpman event. That's going to be cool. The men and the women play on back-to-back nights there in Charlotte. I would assume, Teach, Michael Jordan's going to be in the house for that, wouldn't you think? The ceiling is the roof. I hope so. Let's see if we can uh, see if if uh, Seatbelt Henry can pull some strings and get Michael Jordan on our radio broadcast with us. You better not. You better not. Maybe some pregame interview no. or something. With you him. are not allowed to ever interview Michael Jordan. Why not? You hate Michael Jordan, and you know that would make me extremely jealous if you got to get anywhere near him. Well, I might just have to share with him a piece of my mind. <laughs> you know what? If you did, he would remember that, and he would come back after he'd you. come back after me. Yeah. And I don't know if we've talked about this or if you've even noticed, but on New Year's Eve is the Big 12 opener this year. Yeah. Last, mm-hmm. last year was on New Year's, New Year's Day. Day. Right. They played Kansas State. This year it's on New Year's Eve, and it is Texas. We got OU Texas in the Lloyd Noble Center in the Big 12 opener on New Year's Eve. There has not been a game time set for that yet, Uh, but that's going to be a lot of fun. I've heard they're looking at 10 p.m., so that would wrap up right about midnight. Beautiful. We've struggled with Texas and Norman in recent years. They've had our number. but Anyway, that's going to be fun. And then off and running after that, Alabama will be in town for the SEC, uh, Big 12 SEC Challenge in late January. And it's a good schedule. But a little bit of a soft open to it here. I think, again, I don't know how good these teams are. Sam Houston State, Arkansas Pine Bluff, UNC Wilmington, South Alabama. But after they get past this first two weeks, um. It ramps up. So we've got the uh, banquet tonight. We also have the World Cup right around the corner. I know you're excited about that, Teach. Thanksgiving week is when the World Cup starts in Qatar. USA, Didn't that just happen? USA. Didn't we just have this? Four years ago. No, this and was we like weren't in it. two or three months ago, it seems like. We were not in the last World Cup in Russia. It's been eight years since the U.S. played in the World Cup. That's not true. That is not true. Yeah, it is. It's not. It's not true at all. This just happened. Why do you care? Get on board, man. Because I remember eight years ago, it really bugging me about some people that uh, suddenly acted like they were diehard soccer fans. 
Why can't somebody be a Sasquatch being one of those? Why can't You're listening, a, Squatch. Why does it bother people so much? Why does soccer bother people so much? Some of us like soccer. What do you care? Why do you have to hate on it so much? Just because you don't. Because we're trying to educate the world that this is a terrible sport and no one will listen to us. Because you're wrong. It's a beautiful game. Huge win for Leeds, by the way, over Liverpool on Saturday. Huge win. <laughs> Jesse keeps his job at least for one more week. Uh, all right, so the World Cup's coming. Get ready, Teach, because I'm going to talk a whole lot of World Cup. Good news for you is the first week of the World Cup is when you're on your annual Mexican Thanksgiving vacation. Oh, man, you're going to oh, really gosh. get bombarded with it down Can there. Can you imagine me trying to get a, a TV secured at the no, sports bar geez. Thanksgiving for an OU, or, uh, OU basketball or a Cowboys game? you got to <sighs> report back as to what it's like when Mexico plays. Well, I've been there before during this, so it's... Really? It's chaos and wild celebration and... Yeah. Oh, man, I bet that's fun. I said... <laughs> You people are all annoying. I'm going back to the pool to drink beer. Can I share with you a criticism that I have of college football coaching? This was what you were telling me off the air about Britton Venables that you disliked so much, right? No. Oh, this was something else. That liar, liar, <laughs> pants on fire. You're always getting me in trouble. Go ahead. <laughs> what uh, What do you have a problem with? I don't think, in general, I'm not pointing fingers at anybody other than Matt Campbell. It was the latest example of it. I don't think, in general, college football coaches are very good at clock management. I think there are a lot of NFL coaches that struggle. I was going to say, there are NFL coaches that have a time management coach that tells them what to do yeah yes yes uh we were playing the titans the other day and there was a a, colts were playing the titans the other day and there was a end of half situation and they were showing the clock management coach for the tennessee titans up in the Mm -hmm. up in the uh, coach's booth and his job was to be a clock management expert and um I i don't know why either why this isn't a thing in college or if it is why they don't fess up to it, for whatever reason, college coaches seem real insecure about being questioned about time management, clock management at ends of halves and ends of games and things like that. And, I mean, I get it. you got a lot to think about with offensive schemes and defensive schemes and all that. Why not have an expert up there that's crunching the math on when you should be calling timeouts and, and even if you want to expand it to going for two and all those kinds of things like that, Matt Campbell completely butchered the end of the game on Saturday. It ended up not mattering because they didn't score. But they were going to have to score. They were down two touchdowns, 27-13. Iowa State had the ball. They were driving. They had all three timeouts. They were going to have to score, get the ball back, and score again, right? Right. So you got all three timeouts. You're driving the field. I understand. If you could score quickly enough, then theoretically you could kick it away 
you got your three timeouts. You can get a stop and try to get the ball back. But as Teddy mentioned on the broadcast, at some point there's a tipping point where, listen, we're down to a minute to go in the game. We're not going to be able to do that. We're going to have to start using – they're running plays. Clock is just dripping off. They're not going overly fast. They're not using timeouts. Clock is fading away. And he just butchered it. He just absolutely butchered the clock management at the end of that game. Again, didn't matter because they didn't end up scoring. They got they threw it away on fourth down in the end zone. Uh, but it's uh, if you watch college football across the country, in general, not pointing fingers at anyone, in general, they're terrible at clock management. Now, this is this is like the one thing about football that I feel like I can speak. I'm probably wrong, but I feel like I can speak at, from a standpoint of I feel smarter than the football coach, you know? Like, I don't know anything about offensive and defensive schemes and what you should run in this situation or why that worked or didn't work. That's Teddy Lehman's. But I, I know math. Sometimes you're sitting there going, what, what in the world are they doing right now? And it's not all college. Sometimes it's NFL, too. But the NFL's way better at it than college. They're just clueless sometimes in college as to when to use timeouts and when to save them and clock the you know clock the football and all that kind of stuff. I wonder, too, if they do – surely they've got to have someone on staff that's handling this. But do college coaches get so wrapped up in the moment that they ignore some of their advice? I, I, th- I don't think a lot of them do. You know, OU's fortunate enough now that they've got things like analysts. Right. But that just happened. And so there are a few colleges around there that, that have coaching staffs that expand beyond just your nine. Um, now, maybe do you trust a GA with that kind of a responsibility? I think personally, I think a lot of head coaches feel like that falls into their category and they're either too prideful to give it up or don't want to admit that they have somebody else help them out with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I could I see that. A, I, I could definitely gl- see that where they don't want to admit it. I would gladly say, if I was a head coach, I would gladly say, I don't want to have to think about the math. You're in charge of that. You let me know. You don't have time to think about the math. No. We, You and I can sit and stare at the clock and be like, what are they doing? They just ran eight seconds off or whatever it is. They're not looking at the clock. So that's not... They gotta be. They've gotta be. I get what you're but saying. It's hard. Yes, but they're it's hard. Personnel they're on they're, and off yes, the field exactly. To, yeah. yeah. So I don't know why you wouldn't have one and ad- admit to it and say that was their responsibility and I didn't get the call in time or and whatever. It makes so. a huge factor in any close football game, right? I mean, unless you've got Patrick Mahomes and then Andrew Reid's like, ah, well, we've got 27 seconds. We've got to go 80 20. yards. Let's do it. I think he had 13 seconds, didn't he? <laughs> right. Anyway, I bring it up because we were talking about it during the game on Saturday with Matt Campbell. They're like, what in the world is he doing here? And, I mean, more power to him. He was handing the game to OU, so we'll take it. But it's – now, I'm sure there are some good ones. Again, I'm not saying all of them are bad. But there's a lot of bad clock management that goes on in football. All right, there you go. Texas Soap Tech box. has six guys that handle it in basketball. I mean, I think we could find some for some football teams around there. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. 
We'll take a break. Back after this. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, your full-line dealer for bad boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108. WTJ back with you. T-Row in the Morning Show. This hour brought to you by RK Black. Copiers, fax, printers, scanners, document management network solutions. They can do it all for your office. Small, medium-sized offices throughout Oklahoma and Kansas. 405-943-9800 or rkblack.com. I thought Jason... I owe an apology to Longhorn Nation. You owe an apology to me for interrupting me, Steve. Not bad. Steve. (laughs) Good morning. Uh, Good to see everybody. Good morning, Brent. I thought Jason Bourne was on the huddle last night. Then I realized it was T-Row. Hmm. I don't remember Jason Bourne dressing like that in any of the movies. Hmm. I got that tweet last night, too, and maybe I'm from the same person. I do get that a lot. I do get a lot of, you look like Matt Damon. Yeah, I can see that. mm -hmm. Um, T-Row, that man doesn't look a day over 55. Boomer. Oh, I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Brent asked me last night. It was in the middle of an answer. He goes, how old are you? 55? <laughs> I said, are you talking to Joe right now or me? And then he went on with his answer. So I never, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he was joking. I don't know if he was serious. I don't know if he was talking to Toby or Joe. I don't know. But at, he at one point accused me of being 55 years old. Oh, Nothing wrong with being 55 years old. I look forward to being 55, but right. I'm not quite don't, that old yet. Don't discounts kick in at 55 at certain places? I think so. Yeah, I think there's some benefits to being yeah. 55. Yeah, like movies, lubies, different places. Uh, gold, when like Golden, Golden Corral. Corral. Uh-huh. Yeah, that I'm looking forward to that a lot. <laughs> that's where my uh, that's where Meemaw's got to go between three and four p.m. to have dinner. Because you get some uh, discount at Golden Corral. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm looking for, but I'm not there yet. You know, I think he was joking, but it's hard to tell with him sometimes. Yeah. Uh, TJ, will BV get outcoached by Aranda? Ooh, I love Brent Venables, and no, I don't mm. think he'll get outcoached by Dave Aranda. I think that will be two very good-looking coaches on the sideline. On have Saturday. you secured your lower bowl? Seats yet? No, no, I have not. I have not. Yeah, this is tough because honestly, you want to be in the building, right? Right. Uh, This is like when the Beatles came to America. Dave Aranda is coming to Owen Field, and uh, you'd love to be in the building. However, you're going to be able to see him a lot more up close if you're watching on television. Well, it's on ESPN Plus, so I'd have to be watching on my phone. You wouldn't have to be. <laughs> no, I think I figured out. Uh, I got it signed up on the Roku the other night, remember? So it kind of feels right. to me. Am I wrong? It feels to me that people have uh, just said, oh, okay, to this ESPN Plus thing. I haven't heard. Maybe it's gone on on other shows, but it's just the world it is today. It's going to be that way in the SEC, too, people. There were some people I saw complaining about it being on the ESPN Plus on the Twitter machine. But I we haven't gotten any text or anything with anyone te- uh, complaining about it, unless I just didn't get to those texts. I love it. It's going to be a huge radio audience on Saturday. Well, that's true. That's true. 
let's go Renegades. I like the old logo better, though. That's from Burley Boomer. Hmm. No, I, I like that old logo, too. The R. I got the broadcast crew, by the way, for this game. OU game Saturday. Oh, for OU. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was thinking Renegades. Play-by-play, Courtney Lyle. Color analyst, Ryan Leaf. Courtney Lyle. Do I know who that is? Uh, I don't know who I that is. I don't recognize is. that name, yeah. I'm looking it up to see if it's a male or female. Right. That's about. I was about to ask that question. Courtney Lyle is a female. Huh. Boy, I'm trying to think back on other games I've watched this year. If I've heard a female calling one of the games, I'm sure I have. There you go. That's your. Oh, there's a color analyst too. Hang on, let me see here. Um, I mean, a uh, sideline. Tori Petrie on the sidelines. Courtney Lyle, Ryan Leaf, Tori Petrie. Some say That's she's true. a dish. See, that's why the girl over at Sooner Vision loves me. What, what, what a great line. <laughs> I owe an apology to Longhorn Nation. Oh, I am so stupid. Uh, Air Covered Solutions text line. Is 43 using their red shirt year? Uh, <laughs> just checking their uh, their eligibility. You know if uh, Tree 43 is using a COVID red shirt oh, year on this suspension. Is that what you're talking about? The tree? The tree, yeah. I don't know how much your eligibility. That's a good question. Like, if you have graduated, you're no longer a student. You wouldn't think you'd be able to come back and be a mascot, would you? I don't know. I would think so. So maybe this is a a guy or gal who did it for a couple of years, like freshman, sophomore year, said, that's enough, I'm going to move on, still at school at Stanford, and has been called back uh, to help out due to the suspension to 44. Uh, this came in before we even just mentioned it, so we spoke uh, without knowing that this t- uh, text was here. Question. FOU's already had their one pay-per-view. How can this upcoming game against Baylor also be pay-per-view? It's not pay-per-view. It's ESPN+. Plus. And but that's pay-per-view. You've got to pay to view it. But, well, it's not pay-per-view, though. I mean, that's I, know, I got you. I know people are saying. what you're saying, yeah. ESPN owns the rights. ESPN and Fox... Uh, have the rights to these games that's who the television contracts are with current contracts with the big 12 they can put them wherever they want to put them they got the rights OU isn't the so, only uh espn plus game in conference this week either i think uh no. maybe the iowa state there was one other one maybe west virginia there's gonna be another one next week i saw mm-hmm. um there's i mean they've got look go to espn plus and scroll saturday they got tons of games on there. So, unfortunately or fortunately, whether maybe you're a streaming person and this is great for you, this is the way that it's moving. Uh, whether it's Amazon or Apple or ESPN Plus or whatever, you got that Thursday night Amazon Prime NFL game now. You had the ESPN Plus game on Sunday morning in London between the Broncos and Jags. You got a ton of college football going to uh, digital formats. It's going to be that way in the SEC. If ESPN has the game, and I don't know that Fox is putting much on their streaming right now. I don't think they have enough content to fill all their platforms. But if ESPN picks a game, they can choose to put it on ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU, or ESPN Plus, or ABC. 
and they're putting some good matchups. Like this is a good. This matchup. is a good matchup because I looked at the other two thirty game and I said the OU Baylor game is a much better matchup. I can't remember who the two thirty game is. They're trying to drive people to ESPN Plus, so they're putting some good matchups on there. You know, all kinds of stuff. So, yeah, it's not. It might not be the last one this year. There could be another one. Bedlam's on ESPN Plus. No, we don't I'm know joking. that yet. Don't I'm get joking. people riled up. <laughs> I'm just happy it's not at 11 a.m. I, I don't care what TV platform they put it on. I mean, I do. I hope everyone can see it that wants to see it. But, you know, the radio's free. It's always free. And I'm just glad it's not at 11 a.m. For the vendors, for the fans, for everybody in Norman, I'm glad a home game, we got an afternoon game. It's perfect. Good morning, gents. Oh, I hate when people text the wrong show. Uh, I would like both of your opinions on this question. All right, go ahead. Do you think that BV has been surprised in any way, positively or negatively, about the performance of his team versus what his expectations were when the season started? That's from South Paul. What kind of Sooner. questions that, Phil? <laughs> go ahead. Answer. I think... I, I'm just wondering, you know, coaches know what they have. And you hope to get more out of that team. Like, you may say something to the media or publicly that you know probably is stretching the truth a bit because you're staying positive about your team. But maybe Brent saw some of the uh, weaknesses that he uh, we've seen pop up throughout the season that he said, I, I kind of had seen that building up to this, but... Publicly, he's not going to say that or state, hey, defensively, we're, we've got a serious problem in the secondary with this or whatever it may be, uh, you know, with the line or whatever it is, uh, backup quarterback. He's not publicly going to come out and talk about that. So he probably has realistic expectations that the media and fan base has a completely different expectation. So I don't know. I'm sure there's some things negatively that have come up that he has said, man, that's uh, worse than I thought. But with him, I think he probably sees what his team was and knew that there were some weaknesses and but wasn't going to bring that up publicly. I would answer it like this. I think the two things maybe he has been surprised by. Um, undoubtedly, going into this year, he knew he didn't have the same kind of defensive talent that he had at Clemson. Oh, well, sure. They're going yeah. to have to recruit to that. His defense here wasn't going to be as good as the defenses he's had the last few years at Clemson that have led the country, just from a talent perspective. They haven't recruited as well on that side of the ball. But they started strong. And I think he would tell you he was surprised that when Kansas State uh, punched him in the mouth, they crumbled like they did. Like, that's disappointing and surprising that they didn't, you know, all right, you made a mistake. Let's bounce back and get the next one. Like, they completely fell apart there mm -hmm. for the next couple of games defensively. Um, the other thing that I think maybe he'd be surprised by is that, uh, obviously, Dylan Gabriel's the starting quarterback and the best quarterback that you got, but that you, you can't just be completely inept when he goes down. you got to be able to go out and be competitive. There are a lot of teams in the country, in the Big 12 and otherwise, that have had to go to backup quarterbacks this year and have still gone out and won games and been competitive. And in some cases, like Will Howard came onto the field 
It might be better. K-State, he might be playing better than Adrian yeah, he was Martinez. excellent on Saturday, right. So I think he'd be surprised. And I, I know that we didn't get maybe who we wanted in the transfer portal, but we still got to go out and be competitive. And the fact that they were completely non-competitive when they had to go to the backup quarterback had to be a surprise. It was a surprise to me, I would think. just We're just guessing, trying to read Brent's mind. Maybe not. Maybe he knew all that, but I would have to imagine that was surprising. Break time. We'll be back. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. We've kind of uh, made it our thing on this show through the years, TJ, to uh, play some games that people enjoy. I got a game for you right now. It's called uh, Famous Richards, all right? I'm going to give you a Richard, and you tell me uh, what they did to uh, become famous, what they're famous for. Does that make sense? Yeah, I was answering the phone. You said uh, Famous Richards? Yeah, we're going to play a game called Famous Richards. (laughs) Okay. Probably be terrible at this, but go ahead. Let's see how good you are, TJ. (laughs) At identifying famous Richards, okay? Okay. What what started this? I got a point. Okay. Started All right. Go on. ahead. You, I'm going to give you a, a Richard, and you tell me what they are famous for. Do you understand? I think so, yeah. Okay. Richard Nixon. Uh, politics. Well, president. Yeah, he was the president, president of the yeah, United yeah. States of America. Right, yeah. 37th, I believe, my man. You know, he got uh, impeached. Um, okay. I'm going to count that as a correct answer. Well, it is a correct answer. And you are off. <laughs> that's what he's known for. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's what he's known for. I would say Watergate. Watergate, yeah. But, uh, president. Uh, but, yeah, politics. Yeah. I'm going to be generous and give it to okay, you. Okay, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, you're one for one. Famous Richards is the game, TJ. Um, all right, how about this one? Richard Branson. Uh owns Virgin. Be more specific. Uh entrepreneur, uh rich dude, um I'll owns a record label. I mean I'll give it to you. Right. I'll give it to you. Two for two. <laughs> Famous Richards. Are you ready? You're off to a good start. You're doing good. Thank you. Thank you. Richard Gere. Uh, actor. Yes. What movies? Can you name his movies? Pretty Woman, Officer and a Gentleman. Um, those are the two that jump out on top of my head. Uh, Primal Fear. Is he still alive, by the way? Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Still alive. He may also be uh, around with some rumors of uh, rodents. But now, we won't get into on. that. Why you got to take what? the show there? You asked what he's famous for. That may be it. Come on, I man. I didn't say anything other than a rodent. I think you're completely unnecessary. <laughs> That's what a lot of people say about Running me around here. He's completely unnecessary. Why is he on? Family-friendly show. All right, you're doing good. Stay in there, All okay? Right. Here we All go. Right. There's just a few more. A few more Richards? Jeez. Famous Richards is the name of the game. <laughs> Nobody else in America is playing this right now. Good laugh for that. Richard 
Pryor. Uh, stand-up comedian, uh, comedic actor. Yes, I'll count okay, it. Okay, okay, thank you. <laughs> Man, I know my is Richards. He, is he still with us? No, no. Richard passed away years ago. It's going to get a little tougher now, okay? Okay. crank it up a notch. <laughs> still don't know why we're doing this, but... Famous Richards is the game. Richard the Lionheart. No idea who that is. No, come on. Give it a little bit of a... Who is, you think about your... History classes. It's probably like a king or something, or that's right. Richard the Lionheart, the King of England. Okay, okay. Uh, Great military leader. That's why they called him Richard the Lionheart. What a great nickname that is, huh? That's pretty impressive. Richard the Lionheart. Mm. Okay, we're winding down. What are we doing here? I got two more for you. Okay, Richard. Dawson. Uh, Family Feud host. Game show host. Yes. Yes. Well done. Here's my final one. You ready? Richard Reese. Richard Reese. Richard Reese. No idea. Should I know who that is? Oh, <laughs> Coach K takes an L. Richard Reese is the running back of your beloved. Oh, Baylor the Baylor Bears. Bears. Oh, Dad Gummit, that's right. Yeah, who is number two in the nation in rushing yards <laughs> and is coming to Owen Field on Saturday. Uh, yeah, this after you say it, I remember. He's a problem. Uh, he's, a, he's a beast. I remember now that you say it. So, uh, and you don't even <laughs> it's know not a name. him. It's not, that's a name that. He's the number two running back in the nation, and you cannot right. identify right. him. Right. That's yeah. pathetic, after, TJ. After you said it. I, the, yeah. I've seen him play several times, too. Richard Reese is coming. To, uh, boy, when you first said it, like a, what's the serial killer's name? That's where my mind went. Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. No. They've got... (laughs) Ramirez. Richard Ramirez? Is that it? Yeah, Richard Ramirez. They've got a running back tree in Waco, Texas. They just keep... Remember last year they turned that linebacker into a running back that led the world in rushing? and Now they got a Richard Reese guy down there. 99 yards a game. Five yards a carry. Power, smash mouth football. They're really good at running the football. Uh, this is the concern going into Saturday, Teach. Rainy, this wet conditions. Concern. Well, I don't know. Maybe that's a concern. Well, I'm yeah, saying that, and their run game strong. That's what I'm meaning. Yeah, by yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Um, but, you know, teams have, that are good at running the ball have ran the ball on us. Now, Iowa State's not any good at it, and we shut them down. But this team's good at it. That's what they do. They give the ball to Richard Reese, and he gets four or five yards of carry, and they just wear you down. So TJ does not know the name today. 
but he will on Saturday. So many people wanting to know why you didn't mention several other Richards, by the way. I had limited time. Richard Petty, Richard Simmons, uh, Pastor Andy from Broken Bow says, Richard Reese is a shoe bomber. Uh, Is that right? I don't know. Shoe bomber Richard. Richard Reed. The shoe Richard bomber was Richard okay. Reed. Yeah, this yeah, is not a, a name guy. that jumps out at me. Richard Reese. And that is how we play Name That Richard. <laughs> Probably the only time we'll ever play that game, but that was fun, wasn't it? 848 in the morning. Chris Point joins us to wrap up the show next. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. Final segments, the crossover brought to you by the Cleveland County Family YMCA. We welcome in now Chris Plank. Good morning, Plank. What's up, T-Row? <laughs> the magical turning off of this mic and steel, not TJ's fault, probably either mine or Steelman's fault, continues to shake me every now and then. How was uh, your favorite holiday last night? Uh, <laughs> it was fun. Great job. It's TJ's fault. I thoroughly enjoyed turning on when I got home because we did a little trick-or-treating thing. I'm not going to talk about it because I don't want more people to infiltrate it. Too many people, and it's awesome. No more people. I'm not promoting Washington's <laughs> Halloween anymore. No more. It was awesome. Um, that was one of the best Halloween costumes I've ever seen in my life. Well done on your part. Uh, I'm sure you've told the story, but ha- ha- where did you accumulate all this? Did you go? Did you have to go to the finest clothing? Did you have to go to Q Clothier to find all this? Did you break the bank on this? I did not spend a dime on it. I went to Joe Castiglione's house and said, can I borrow your jacket and hat? <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> the hat was even in a fancy box. I know. Fancy box. That's awesome. Haberdashery box. Yeah. Very cool. Now, the boss uh, was uh, kind. Actually, the boss's wife was kind enough to secure the items for me. And um, I have to return them tonight. So That's awesome. Yeah. Well done, T Row. Well done. The good the good news is I'm not much of a sweater. Right. Uh so and I had a uh extra t shirt on just to make sure. I didn't want to like get sweat stains on his nice jacket or anything or his hat. <laughs> well so, and, and I'll uh, add this. We got we're under those lights, you but know. But there you go. But, I was just gonna say you're not a big sweater. I'm not necessarily a big sweater, but when you put us under those lights, suddenly it's like poof. Man, it get hot here in Rudy's. What's going on? And then every eye's on you, and you're like, "All right, I've just become yeah. a sweater." So yeah, well, done. well done. And I and I kind of it got me thinking as I overanalyze everything. You know, has this whole I'm not really a big Halloween guy, TJ. Has it all been a ruse? No, it hasn't. He's ah. hated it for okay. years. Okay, all right. This mm. was uh, <laughs> this was something you, that you know when. When they think you're going to zig, you got to Exactly. Zig. Right, That's right. right. Look at you. I was proud of him. I was proud of him last night. You never said anything about it unless he told you off the air. No, did not. And I had teased him about dressing up for the show. I told him. I he really said it would be a distraction. So. I really wish you hadn't asked me about that yesterday. It was Everything was going along just fine. And TJ goes, hey, you dressing up tonight? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm Fantastic. here for, to ruin everything in your life. And by the way, if you didn't get to watch last night, uh, T-Row went on 
the coaches show, the Brent Venable, our Sooner Sports Talk with Brent Venables, dressed like uh, Joe C on game day. Had the yeah. fedora, the crimson jacket. Probably still sporting some shorts, still? Uh, jeans. Oh, I was yeah, wearing okay. jeans, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah awesome. it's all fun and games until Joe gets to the office today. I promised everybody in attendance free OU Texas tickets next year. Kind of. So I appreciate sure those calls. Going to start coming in. Appreciate the raise in the new office you gave yep. me over there in the north end zone. So I'm all, uh, all of the radio crew got raises. Yeah. Venable salary got doubled last Look at night. You. So that's going to take some fundraising efforts. We um, got a we got a new statue that's going to be built for Patty Gasso. Um, so no, we we proved did that. not announce oh, that Teddy Lehman statue. Teddy oh, Lehman that's right, statue Teddy statue. My bad. My bad. Yeah. Although I do like the Patty Gassos. I should have done that. That would have got. That, that would have got the crowd popping. So, big news, Toby Rowland. I don't know if you've started to look ahead to Friday, uh, Saturday's weather forecast. I have. Yesterday, during Coach's Corner, was the first time that I had. And, oh boy, um, it's breaking it's news. better. Oh, is it? We're dead. We're down to thirty five. I think it may it may clear out before kickoff. Like the morning's oh. still going to be a little rough. I okay. Think. Yeah. Friday's well, going to be chaos. Right. Saturday, uh, Teddy. Uh, TJ, what's your name? Uh, Jim. TJ. Richard. TJ's right. <laughs> Richard. It's looking like it might clear out before then, but we'll see. We still got. Well, ways to I've get. got it's good be news. Sloshy. I've got good news on that front. Tomorrow on this here very radio program. Um, National Weather Service guru, Kevin, is it Clazel? Clazel? I think it's Clazel, who is going to be in the midst of the game operations meeting to get everyone caught up on the weather, will join us live at 1030 tomorrow to get us caught up on what it's looking like. I look forward to that. Weather talk, baby. Weather yeah, talk. he's the official like official weather guy right. of the OU athletic department. He's who the TV people turn to to get their weather forecast. That's how big of a deal he is. That's exactly right. I don't know if that's right. <laughs> I don't know not, if that's right we'll either, but it, it sounds good. Exactly. <laughs> we'll say I don't want weather guys mad at me. I don't think they're going to admit to it, but maybe it's true. <laughs> Chris, have a great show today. Toby, have a great Tuesday, man. Thanks to you fine folks for listening today. We'll do it again tomorrow. Have a great Tuesday, everybody.